Passionate DJ Podcast, where we are becoming better DJs through passion and purpose. And now your host, David Michael. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and I'm hanging out with the homie, Mr. Trip Turlington. What's How you up? Doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So today we're doing our 10 years episode, 10 years ago episode. This will oh, be man. our second one, which yeah. makes it officially a serialized podcast episode now. And I like it. I like, do, too. We had a lot of fun with that last one. Yeah. And you know what's funny about it is, for whatever reason, the last time we did that episode, it was just you and me. And today it's just you and me. It just happened to work out that way. So yeah, no kidding. I guess we're starting a new tradition now or something. <laughs> it's just our dual episode. Well, I, w- I would really like for Tony and Mo to get in on these, though, because I yeah. mean, like, you know, we weren't the only ones around in 2008. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure they would love to, to weigh in, but uh, we'll, we'll get them in next week. But for sure, you know, this is, you know, we're we're in June now, so we're, we're halfway through the year and it's yeah. a good time to uh, kind of reflect back and see what was going on 10 years ago, what was happening in music and in DJing and uh, pop culture and yeah I'm so like just thinking off the top of my head I'm trying to remember uh, at that time I believe Electro House was probably still a, a predominant thing mm-hmm. but I'll bet you before we even get into anything I bet we're going to start seeing like uh, the emergence of dubstep if, if memory serves mm, me correctly okay we'll, we'll see we'll see <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so what, do you, what have you been up to, man? I've been uh, I've been out in the what I've been calling passionate DJ studios. Right. Uh, <laughs> I was no, gonna say, been watching your Instagram and your and your updates, man. Like uh, it's been quite a project, man. I like bet. for for as little as I'm actually doing to that room, right? <laughs> it's right. taking a really long time. Yeah, because I mean, you you put up framing and drywall, right? Drywall like, and insulation. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, we are to the painting stage as of when recording this, so it, it'll be done by the time this goes live. Very cool. Uh, but uh, there's still a few things that I'll want to do. The the uh, DJ booth and the bar top kind of need some work and. Yeah stuff like that but the room is actually becoming more usable now that it's insulated <laughs> it was the right, main thing right and uh, you know we've got like wall jacks in for xlr ports and network and all that fun stuff so oh man finally coming down to it <laughs> or, man i will we'll have to give it a proper christening for sure absolutely <laughs> well that's another a secondary goal of the room is to be able to go in there and, and hit a switch and start live streaming and and recording you know mixes and stuff just for fun absolutely yeah we'll have a blast doing that uh the other thing i wanted to bring up that i think we're allowed we're finally allowed to talk about now is oakenfold in september (laughs) Uh, unfortunate that tony's not here to to talk about that i know uh, man yeah three-dimensional entertainment yeah just to give the pretext here here in dayton ohio is bringing paul oakenfold to a venue called the mask and it's going to be huge it's going to be awesome yes sir and uh you want to give the the news? Uh, yeah. Um, I tell you what. I think we recorded it. Let's drop the clip in right here. And before you open it, put the mic up and, and read it as you open it. The envelope says nothing. Dear Trip, we at Three Dimensional cordially request your services as digital psychosis. And what the fuck? Are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> Keep reading, dude. Keep reading. Cordially request your services as digital psychosis and being direct support for Paul Oakenfold on September twenty second, twenty eighteen. Woo! Woo! Absolutely. Wow! Absolutely. Wow! <laughs> You're the man for that job for sure. Oh man. Congratulations. <sighs> Thank you. Oh. Yeah, it was it was it was um you know we 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 really handpick our lineups for oh, yeah. per yeah. event, you know, and we've been talking about it for a long time on the show. You haven't played a 3DM show in a long time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to go towards any of your other monikers other than digital psychosis because that was more of your trance, right, you know, your right. progressive style. So yeah. It works perfect. Oh, dude. Thank you. That was fun. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, yeah, Trip Turlington as Digital Psychosis. I know, right? Doing like, direct support. That's pretty exciting, man. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, like, 
for as long as I've been DJing, I've opened up and, and done direct support for a lot of big names. Um, but uh, I would venture to say that uh, that Oak and Fold is probably the biggest. Uh, He's one of the earliest, like, big electronic crossover right, kind of right. names. <clears throat> Which gives him a certain legend status. I oh think, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, I mean, Grammy nominations before Grammy nominations were a thing for EDM artists, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, right. yeah, for well, sure. Well, it was funny. Like my my wife, we were talking about it the other day, and she was like, "Oakenfold is coming to town." I'm like, "Yeah," and she, and she was like, "I know who that is, and right. I don't follow this stuff at all." <laughs> oh, right. You know, she's like, "I listen to Chris Stapleton and you know, like country music." And, yeah. And she was like, "Even I know who that is. That's huge." Like she was excited about it. Very cool. So I think it's really going to pull out you know some of the old heads oh, and yeah. some of the kind of fringe fans of yep. you know electronic music and stuff. And, and 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 the best part is that he's one of those like regionally pulling names. So he's like one right. of the ones that like, you know, for us in Dayton, Ohio, we're not just going to get people from Columbus and Cleveland. We may actually get some people in from your Pittsburgh area, your Indianapolis area, right. You know, down into uh, Louisville, Louisville, Lexington. Yeah. All the, like all of the, the major cities in, our, you know, yeah, that radius of influence gets quite <laughs> a bit bigger, bit for, bigger for him. For exactly. Open. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped. I'm really excited. This is going to be, uh, I would say if not the biggest gig by number of patrons, but definitely biggest gig of my career in terms of caliber. So awesome. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped. So you were asked specifically to perform as Digital Psychosis. Yeah, do you, do you how want about to that? elaborate on that? <laughs> why, for our listeners who might not be familiar, why is that significant, and when was the last time you did that, and yeah, and so on. So Digital Psychosis was one of it was the first moniker that I used that took off. So like. Uh, I went by like DJ trip for a little while and just, I, I tried a few different things. Uh, and since digital psychosis, I've had a few other monikers and, and collab, uh, ideas and projects that, you know, I've kind of played around with, but digital psychosis was the one that took off. And, um, it was pretty cool, uh, cause back then it was, I, I I've told the story before where, I started out playing house and then progressive house and then like me, Tony, Drew and Jason and, and Tom Reed, uh, you know, there was a handful of us that kind of like took the whole trance music thing right as it was like getting really big in the late 90s. And then like we were it, <laughs> you know, there were a couple of others that jumped on with us, uh, 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 like DJ T's. He was uh, he kind of yeah. came into that. Uh, we had another uh, friend of ours, um, uh, Cyberspeed. He was more of the breakbeat type of thing, okay. but he kind of did some crossover. So like Digital Psychosis kind of became like a household name for trance <laughs> through, you know, Ohio, at least, if not through some of the Midwest and. I got to travel a bunch and and uh, and played out a bunch and it was um, it it was a lot of fun. So the the whole digital psychosis thing though, kind of started to wane as trance started to uh, trance's popularity started to wane in the area. So I tried you know doing different things to stay afloat um, and uh, that's that's how like my my taste sort of you know by necessity yeah. it started to change. So that's when I started um, really getting into like uh, techno for sure. Uh, break beats, drum and bass, all, all kinds of stuff. And it, and so like trance kind of dying off in this area was a favor for me, I guess. But um, digital psychosis became a very confusing thing to put on a flyer mm. because then people were either expecting trance and then being disappointed when they showed up and or I going, went, oh, this is a trance show, right? <laughs> and not showing up, exactly. Right. So it started becoming just this thing where, and I was kind of going through an identity crisis where I was like, I retired a couple of times where I thought I was going to give up DJing and just was like, but then I always came back to it because it was like one of those things where I was like, you know, I really missed it. It's always been integral, like, uh, you know, it's just I, I, I really wanted to hang on to that, but. 
Um, so then I started coming up with different monikers, you know, for different genres. And then that just became unmanageable so, <laughs> <laughs> because I play a little bit of everything. So, so you kind of put uh, digital psychosis on the shelf I did, and yeah. just performed generally under your, your name. Right? Yeah. Under trip Turlington. And then, um, but this seemed like a good opportunity to, to dust that off and revisit. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done it a couple of times in the last like five years, you know, and, okay. um, couple of times it was because i was trying to uh play more techno and tech house out and that was that seemed to be the proper moniker to do that under you know after all these years as opposed to like dnb and stuff right, like that right okay right yeah because um since drum and bass is primarily what trip turlington you yeah. know ha, ha, that that's what almost all of my releases are except for maybe a couple glitch hop uh, releases yeah. and um you know so it was just like you know, there's there's this breakbeat side of me that, you know, everything falls under Trip Turlington. But then, you know, if I'm going to go back into this 4-4 land and, yeah. um, you know, uh, the, the whole techno uh, tech house kind of thing felt more under that umbrella. Sure. And enough time has passed that I think enough people, except for the really old school heads, would not associate that with trance anymore. So. Right, right. <laughs> And the ones that do are the ones that are going to come out and see you, probably. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I'm looking forward to it, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's the day yeah. after my birthday, too. So oh, I'll be, snap. I'll be in party mode <laughs> no matter what. No kidding. But, no hey, kidding. guess where we're going, guys? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So that's cool. Um, so I actually just got a text message from Modingo. I think he's here. He might join us. Oh. <laughs> Tell him the door's open. Okay, while we're waiting for Modingo to arrive, I do want to do just a quick little... Uh, segment here talking about after party Mm -hmm. you know we've been talking about this for we've been doing this for a couple months now our bonus episode by now you guys probably heard us talk about it it's uh you know monthly bonus episode it contains all the bonuses the deleted scenes that we recorded in the previous month or so and then we just kind of polish it and put it together for you guys in a fun package now, gaining access to After Party is easy. All you have to do is subscribe to us at patreon.com slash passionate DJ. Now, Patreon is a way for you, as one of our beloved passionate DJ podcast superfans, to thank us for creating the content that you love by supporting us with a mon- monthly pledge that you choose. So most listeners don't realize that there's like a 15 or 20 hour deal wrapped into just about every individual podcast episode yeah yeah you know that covering recording editing publishing the you know promoting a topic and that's to say nothing of our written content and our youtube content and the creation of after party itself right so you know passionate dj is quickly becoming a full-time job (laughs) as i'm sure you'll attest to yep and uh, so to put it plainly this will only be sustainable if we can increase our revenue so there are a lot of reasons that we would love to use Patreon to do that. Um, for example, it enables us to create more content for the people who want it the most. It keeps uh, the ads to a minimum. Patreon provides lots of great ways for you to consume the bonus content that we give you, including a custom feed so you can just you know put it right into the app that you already use for podcasts. Right. So we launched our Patreon page a few months ago, and we've been having a lot of fun creating After Party, but the support has actually been a little bit lower than we've expected. So in order to kind of determine if we want to keep doing After Party, I've created a new goal. You can create little goals in within Patreon, and it's of 30 patrons. So if we can get 30 patrons, you know, no matter what the amount is, even if they're all pledging a dollar, if we can get 30 patrons, it'll be enough to let us know that we should keep on doing After Party and kind of pursuing that as a strategy and as bonus sure. content. Sure. So, you know, this is a very small goal, and I'm hoping that we'll kind of look back on that goal in a year or so and laugh at how small of a goal it is, because I'd love to blow that out of the water. But, right. uh, you know, this is if we can't reach a goal like that, then it tells us we need to kind of re- reevaluate our approach on that. So, sure. Uh, but, you know, all that said, we believe that you guys, the passionate DJ community, really have what it takes to help keep things growing, going and growing. So if you would like to become a supporter of the passionate DJ podcast, once again, that link. <laughs> Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. Hi, guys. <laughs> See, at least I didn't come empty-handed. One second, let me get this one line out. 
If you would like to become a supporter of Passionate DJ, once again, that link is patreon.com forward slash passionate DJ. You'll find a link in the show notes. What's up, Modingo? How you doing? What's up, kids? (laughs) Where were you? Were you doing something fun? Uh, Yeah. My daughter just finished eighth grade and she cleaned house, man. She got like, uh, she was the only student that was a 4.0 for the entire year. Um, Got a presidential academic certificate. And she was the valedictorian if they do that thing for middle school. So she got to give a speech. And um, for those of you out there listening, if you have younger kids, if you don't think they're listening, they are. Because a lot of the stuff she said in her speech, she talked about leadership. And there's things in there that I've said to her um, in different conversation over the course of her 14 years. And it was like really evident that she's actually paid attention to me at some point in her life. So. Made you feel like you're doing something right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or at least not something too terribly wrong. (laughs) But since I was slacking, I did manage to bring some delicious summer beverages to share with everyone. Oh, nice. All is forgiven. Okay. (laughs) Especially once you find out what it is. It is a German beer and a summer beer. A Schafferhofer Hefeweizen. It's a who's he, what's it? <laughs> Schafferhofer Hefeweizen. How much did you practice that before saying it behind the microphone? Uh, for the past 45 minutes since I've been driving me here to try and make the studio. <laughs> oh, you know my weakness with the grapefruit Thanks, yes. beers, man. Especially when it's German grapefruit beer. They are quite yeah. delicious. Today's episode of the Passionate DJ Podcast brought to you by... Schaffenschnarker. Schaffenschweissen. Farfig Newton Grape and Fruiten. Hassen Pfeffer Grapefruit Beer. Crack one open, folks. Not on the drive to work, though. Okay, not normally my thing, but that's really good. Yeah, it's the Germans are really good at disguising beer. <laughs> to not taste like beer when it comes to the summary stuff. So, Well, you made it just in time for the main topic, man. We're talking about 2008. It was a leap year. It was given four different designations by the UN. It was the International Year of Languages, International Year of Planet Earth, International Year of Sanitation, and International Year of the Potato. Potato! <laughs> <laughs> Sanitation. A few notable deaths in 2008. George Carlin. Mm. That one was rough. Isaac Hayes. Michael Crichton. Paul Newman. Heath Ledger. Bernie Mac. uh, Bobby Fischer, the legendary chess Chess, champion. Where is he? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Like three people got that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it us? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, one I tacked on that's uh, a bit of a deep cut is Majel Barrett. She was uh, also known as Majel Barrett Roddenberry. That was the wife of Gene Roddenberry. Mm. Uh, she played Nurse Chapel yep. in the original series. She played Lwaxana Troy Which, in Star Trek The Next Generation yeah. and uh, following series as well. And she was the voice of almost all of the computer systems. Really? Yep. No kidding. Yeah, I never I had to throw realized, that in for my, my Star Trek nerds. Yeah, I never realized she was Gene Roddenberry's wife until like I'd gotten really deep into Next Generation. She was involved yeah. in every series up till her death. Wow. So, from original through Voyager, I think I don't think she was in Enterprise, but so all the way through the end of the nineties. Wow. Uh, June marked the beginning of the Summer Olympics in Beijing. In August, the domain Bitcoin.org was registered. (laughs) And in November, the paper Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer electronic cash system, was published to a cryptography mailing list, which was written by Satoshi Nakamoto, who is the still unidentified developer or developers of Bitcoin. Hmm. So it all started back in 2008. Yep. In September, the SpaceX Falcon 1 becomes the first privately developed space launch vehicle to successfully make orbit. Now we're just throwing cars up there. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, 10 years later, we'll shoot a roadster. (laughs) In October, it was the birth of Spotify coming out of Stockholm, Sweden. Yeah, all the way back to 2008. Also in October, the Large Hadron Collider (laughs) was officially inaugurated at Geneva. Can you do you remember like I, I mean I get we're the DJ podcast right but like just to nerd out for a second like do you remember how controversial that thing was Oh yeah like people were convinced that we were going to create a black hole that yeah. was going to suck all of ourselves in or we were going to get shifted into other realities which I 
Suppose that. How do you know happened. we didn't? Right, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> but um, or I is just, that even how it went down? Yeah, yeah. Like, do like, we really know? Yeah. Like, if we were in an alternate reality, would we know? Depends on the rules of that alternate reality, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I do, though. I remember it being a big. It was a big yeah, thing. It was all over the. New, it was yeah. like the the new Y two K. You right, know, it was right. like, uh, don't yeah. turn it on. We're gonna get sucked into a pinhole. We're gonna and divide die. by zero. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. That was two thousand eight in November. The Democratic Senator Barack Obama becomes the first black president of the United States of America. The Barack star. And the literally the very, very last thing to happen. <laughs> literally. Was December 31st at 2359 and 60 seconds. An extra leap second was added to the end of the year. The last time that that occurred was in 2005. So leap year and a leap second. New words added to the English language in 2008. Bitcoin. Burner phone, dumpster fire. Well, see, I feel like I heard dumpster fire before that, but I, maybe it oh, was referring I, to something specific. I don't know the first time I've heard that, but I didn't know that it had like a a data was accepted into use. Yeah, I don't know if this is according to Webster or. That's what or, I was going to say. Th this isn't like dictionary words, right? Like, this is according to Wikipedia, so I'm assuming it was okay. from Merriam-Webster or something. But I I probably should have verified that, but didn't. Uh, another term was exome, E-X-O-M-E, and it has to do with genetics and hmm. genomes and stuff like that. Yeah. Hate watch. So this is a hyphenated word. This is when you just like continue watching like a series that you hate, but you just <laughs> keep, can't stop watching it. I hate watching it. Jersey Shore. Like, oh. like I, I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, I hate watch Dr. Phil sometimes. Because I'm home during the day so <laughs> right. yeah, and don't say, have cable, so that's what I do. I can't I do. say that I hate watch it because I'm not home during the day. It's like when I'm at home sick or like yeah. when I had surgery, then it was like, oh, I get to watch Dr. Phil and other daytime shit. <laughs> 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 but if I watched it every day, it would become one of those things like, yeah. oh, it, you know, <laughs> turn it on and look at this motherfucker <laughs> sitting here eating his crackers. <laughs> Something else I just noticed that happened in 2008, the uh, App Store for Apple opened up in 2008. Did it really? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I missed that one. <laughs> no, you didn't. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you were here. <laughs> uh, two more terms that were added in 2008, photobomb and mansplain. So I pulled the Beatport Top 10 like we did last time, yes. but we had the same problem as last time to where some of those songs are not on Beatport any longer, Dag or at least <laughs> they weren't on the release that was added to this particular playlist on Beatport, ah. if that makes sense. Yep. So sometimes you'll have a release, a song that comes out under a couple different labels or something mm -hmm. like that, or a remastered one or something. And right. so over time, some of them have disappeared. So what we have is an approximate top seven, <laughs> <laughs> which is good enough to get a feel for things. For sure. So this one I found interesting because I didn't, it wasn't as recognizable to me as the 2007 one, hmm. like by a mile. Like in the 2007 one is like, I remember almost all of these. Yeah, that yeah. one, like it kind of blew my mind that those songs were that old. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. And this one, it's like, I recognized one or two of them, and then a couple others. Once I heard it, I was like, "Oh, I think I remember that." Mm. And then it was just like, "What is this?" You right. know. So it was kind of interesting to go back and revisit. So we'll start at the number seven result. This is Mark Mendez, "Beneath You." Oh yeah, I remember this. I didn't remember this one. Not, not ringing a bell. The, the the sound is very familiar, though, like the, the style. Like, I, I'm almost positive that I've got this, like, somewhere okay. buried in my in my playlist or in my in my library somewhere. So you mentioned that you thought that there would be dubstep all over here. And spoiler alert, I didn't find that at all. Really? Yeah, it, ha it hadn't quite started creeping onto the top charts of Beatport yet. But listening to this song was kind of revealing because what it did do you know you, you mentioned the electro house thing mm -hmm. you started hearing i think a shift from that big buzzy electro sound to the modern progressive right. slash 
kind of tech house that started coming out for a few years where tech house suddenly was the top kind of thing that you sought out on Beatport for, that would make for the sense. floor. Yeah, that would make sense. Cause like, and this kind of is an example of that, I think. Oh, you, yeah, you hear for sure. It yeah. Transitioning. Yeah, this is, this is somebody directly trying to uh, uh, follow in that uh, dead mouse kind of uh, mm. mold there. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, no, I, I, for me, I, I remember this type of sound, um, and I, I was, I was thinking that dubstep would have been more popular here in, in this time frame, but I that, would have thought that too. But that makes sense because really, 08 is when it was really starting to emerge and starting to make its way, you know, over yeah. this way. So, and and typically, especially for us here in the Midwest of the U.S. Uh, those types of things take a little while to <laughs> reach us and to and to start infiltrating our charts. That's true, and and that's a good point because as I look at the release dates for all of these, there's one in October of 2008, but mm-hmm. everything else is really early in the year. Gotcha. It's uh, April, 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 March, January, and the end of 2007. So April so they, is a good is a good month I guess, to yeah. release music. <laughs> but yeah, that does kind of describe what you're saying. It takes yeah. a while to build up the you know the, the snowball. Number six, evolve by prompt. This one was marked as minimal, 125 BPM, which also makes sense because towards the the approach of 2010 is when everything got real bleepy and bloopy. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's nice. Oh, man. And you know, that's, that's the crazy part is that, like, you know, sometimes these trends come along and they're so awesome, but so short-lived because something else comes along and knocks it out of the park, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when all of the like minimal techno and minimal tech house kind of stuff was coming along. And like you said, you know, a lot of popping, a lot of like um, over-processed analog sounds. So like, you know, wood blocks and white, like just all of that kind of stuff was, but it was like intentionally cut up and chopped up and then, you know, layered. Like all the samples were truncated, like real short. Right, right. Yeah. Lots of tails. Yeah. Lots of tails missing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, it was, uh, that was a really cool thing because I remember, you know, going to movement in Detroit. uh, Well, I I don't even know if it was movement back then. I think it was. I think it was. Was it? Yeah. It was in 2009 (laughs) when I started going. Okay. so. So, but like when we were going up there, like that was the trend was that there was Detroit techno, of course, but you know, this whole minimal movement thing was kind of, this whole minimal thing was kind of, you know, infiltrating and it was what was great about it is it was just raw. Like it was just one of those things that like, it was a groove and once it got a hold of you, like it, it was primal. Mm. You couldn't help but dance to Mm. it. Uh, But there were, there were no frills about it. It was simple. Yeah. Simple, but captivating at the yeah, same time yeah absolutely but then you know as as just mentioned then here comes dubstep a couple years later and then like minimal what yeah it unfortunately was short-lived but something that's well utilized in my pool music crate like me and dave talk about all the time just sort of chilled out you know not too aggressive more of an ambient type sound yeah. And I like stuff that layers, you know, yeah. as a DJ, just yeah. because I like to play with stuff, right. you know, right. so minimal was great for that. Yeah. That was always my biggest complaint with bro step when, <laughs> when it was like, when it was King was, man, this stuff, I mean, yeah, it gets the crowds hype, but it sucks to DJ it. Cause you get, you know, like eight bars in eight bars out and everything <laughs> in between is like just totally unmixable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Number five shows the return of Eric Prids to the list. This is Prida with Rack Funk. This is the only one that was later in the year. This one came out in October, but when you're Eric, you can do that. Yep. (laughs) And this this was his style then. Yeah. yeah. Very recognizable, big synthy, almost synth wave sounding leads. Mm -hmm. And I remember. (laughs) Oh yeah, that I remember that riff. 
That's good shit. I didn't remember the title, but when I heard that, I was like, yep. oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Released under the genre Progressive House on Friday Recordings. October 1st, 2008. Man, it, I, I can't even say anything right now. Like, I'm just sitting here dancing in my chair. Like, just... <laughs> Man, he was coming out with quite a few just burner tracks yeah. for, like, kind of big room, mm-hmm. what we would now call EDM. Right. Back then, he was just coming out with some, some heaters, man. So the next track is listed as Electro House. This came out in March of 2008. It's by Sandy V, and the track title is called Bleep. This comes in at number four. I've got this. Remember this? Yeah, I definitely have this one. This was the one where I was like, Bleep, what the... Oh, yeah! <laughs> I would... You would never catch me dead now, but I I definitely played this back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ditto. I think I played this at... Remember Click? Yeah, yeah. Played this there. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was some chunky shit. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love me some chunky shit. <laughs> it sounds like some sex box would play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah this fits in great with his style. Yeah. I, just, I don't play this way anymore, so it just wouldn't make any sense. But right. it holds up, though, like sound design-wise and stuff. Like, it seems like it would fit in with a modern EDM oh, or, yeah. like, harder techno. Mm. I think I'm going to add this one to the crate. <laughs> because, that, because that progressive coupon's going on right about now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think that's what I really like about this genre of music is that, like, or not just this genre, but, like, this whole dance music, like, thing is that throughout all of my time listening to making and DJing electronic music there are some tracks that are literally timeless and there are certain tracks that you can totally pull out today from 10 years ago 15 years ago 20 years ago and for the right crowd at the right moment you can pull these things out and drop them and people today they don't. They don't have a clue of how old the track is. But they'll lose their shit. But they will lose their shit. And they will <laughs> dance their asses off as if you just dropped that yesterday. <laughs> this is hot, hot on wax. <laughs> Number three, the artist is Mind X. This is the remix by Martin Rep by Martin Roth of Sensation Seekers in the progressive house genre. Mind X. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This one is kind of an oddball for the list, right? Well, it, because probably uh, my favorite on the list. I was going to say, like, <laughs> um, one of my very first mixes as Digital Psychosis that like blew up mm-hmm. uh, was called "You Won't See Me Cry," and I named it after a Marcus Schultz track that's on uh, that's somewhere right, okay, hidden yeah. in the mix, right? And uh, but I opened with a Mind X track, okay, uh, called "Colors," and uh, that one. Like ravers and little children. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, that's nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, but uh, because like the whole thing is there's a, a kid on the mic going uh, blue, green, yellow, red, blue, green, yellow, red, okay. blue, green, <laughs> yellow, red. And then like at certain points during like breakdowns, a rainbow. Blue, green, yellow, red. Okay. <laughs> it was like, whoa, okay. But uh, so this kind of like has like hints of that like kind of trancey, yeah. you know, influence to it. But you can still hear like that like stabby kind of electro-y yeah. like type of thing going on too. And and Martin Roth still makes uh, kind of progressive trancey-ish stuff. Gotcha. And I've, I've played a few. When I start feeling a little trance. Yeah. Saucy, I'd you know, toss in a couple of his tracks. That's nice. I guess not overly trancey, yeah, so it's, it's not... like nice and chill. Yeah. How long is it? Seven and a half minutes? Or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> eight oh nine. Eight oh nine. Did you talk about your show yet? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. When uh, we were talking at the fence the other day, Trip was saying, "Well, I hope my set's this long or this long because if it's this long, then I can really get in there." I was like, "Well, shit! If you if it's only an hour long, you're gonna play like seven songs." <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. No, uh, that's what I I had mentioned is that I'm not playing trance. I'll play techno, techno and tech house, uh, and maybe like get uh, like what I'll probably do is like work up to like some progressive mm-hmm. to hand yeah, it off, scoop yeah, it up a little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I want to play more than your six crowd, songs. Lord Orkenfold. <laughs> right, I want to play more than six songs. <laughs> Coming in the number two spot, the artists are, hmm, Jean Claude Ade or Aids. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but it's Jean Claude something or other and Vincent Thomas, and the track title is called Shingaling. Shingaling. thing they really had around this 2007 2008 they really had some bounce in the yeah. the baseline or there's something just bouncy about it that just you yeah. can't stop bopping up right. and down when you're listening here sitting in my chair raving yeah there's like yeah, i think there's that that syncopation between kick and hi-hats or or you know so the, the percussion yeah. end of it and then that yeah the, the, the were, baseline synth kind of there's yeah. some syncopation going on there that yeah you can't help but get that And I think people were starting to become like wizards with compressors. Oh yeah, in those days yeah, too. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, we can, we can make this twice as loud. You know what I mean? <laughs> this one sound, you know, just be, I don't know. It became a right. thing to make, you know, everything you could say over compressed, but in dance sure. music. Number one track. It was one that I remembered the title more than the song itself. It was one I never played, but it was I always saw it being talked about and mentioned, and I remembered it, but I don't think I ever played it. It was Mark Knight and Funk Agenda, Man with the Red Face. Yeah, it's it's chill. Yeah, it, like it, this it's is not what I would have predicted as the number one. Number one, right? Yeah. Or at least the number one of uh, on, what's left. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. I actually can't verify <laughs> what the number one was, but yeah, it's it's chill. It's not bad, yeah. uh, but it's not anything that's making me like yeah you know, want to throw it at my cart right now. But it's there. Yeah. So let's talk top DJs. DJ Mag top one hundred. We'll go through the top twenty-five. Number 25 was ATB. Okay. Number 24, Sven Voth. Okay. Gareth Emery comes in at 23. Up by 35 places, Caio and Albert at number 22. They were doing a lot of trance stuff on uh, Armada and uh, like a state of trance. You know, they are running around with, yeah. with that right. group. Eric Prids at number 21. Axwell at 20. Eddie Hallowell at number 19. I haven't heard that name in a while. Andy Moore, number 18, he was one of my favorites of the day. Uh, the mid-2000s especially, he came out with all kinds of great kind of progressive trance stuff with like electro bass lines that was really chill and like unicorn vocally that I just really liked. And so li- so cool shit I'd probably love then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool stuff. Well, Superfly we played on oh, yeah, the other yeah. day on Pick 3. That was his That was his remix. remix. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, James Zabila at number 17. Hernan Catano at 16. Richie at 15. Richie Houghton. Wow. The one and only the legendary Mr. Paul Oakenfold at number mm. 14. Sander Van Dorn at 13. Carl Cox moved down five places to number 12. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. yes. <laughs> this is the only new entry to the top 25 for 2008. Any guesses? In what year? 2008. 
a new entry new entry to the dj mag top 25 uh, top holes at all all right mm, you'll hit yourself skrillex good no, guess no, but yet. no no dead mouse it was really? new new to the dj mag top 100 wow mm-hmm. oh because uh, yeah because he oh, was on okay. the beat port okay. charts Last the, year, the, the year prior. That's yep. right. So that makes sense. Yep. That make, but he debuted at number eleven. Debuted at number eleven. <laughs> Not bad. Hmm. <laughs> Just under the number ten entry, which was Infected Mushroom. Nice. Number nine, John Digweed. Yes, sir. Favy. Number eight, Marcus Schultz moved up five points. Yep. Number seven, Sasha. Ferry Corston at number six. Wow. David Guetta jumped up to number five, up five places. (laughs) 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 Number four, Above and Beyond. Okay. Number three, PVD moved up one point, Mr. Paul Van Dyke. Keeping his second place spot, Tiesto, number two. Yep. And keeping his number one spot, Armin Van Buren. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... It, it like I'm the, like so yeah like I was, yeah. I was like pointing at my tongue it's like right there it's, I know I know this one Okay so the Billboard top 25 tracks of 2008 so now we'll cover the whole gamut of music pop music in general hmm. and listen to some clips and see what we were all getting down to in 2008, 2008 so there's going to be some some Britney Spears Coming in at number five. Britney Spears? No, Finger 11. Way different direction. Number 25, Finger 11, Paralyzer. Yeah, that's one of the songs, when I become a stripper, that's one of the songs I'm going to use. Number 24, So What by Pink. Okay. You know, I've never been a huge fan of Pink. In terms of her music, like I've just never really connected with it, but yeah. who she is as a person, agreed, and the and the persona and everything that she puts out there, like it's hard to it's hard to argue with like the realness that she that she throws out there and and the positivity and yeah. uh, the 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 positive role model that she is. Number twenty three is one of my favorites. It was the Four Minutes by Madonna and Justin Timberlake. Mm. Oh, yeah. Love this track. This reminded me a lot of Vogue, you know, how, how she always kind of embraces the electronic side of music. Yeah, for sure. Mariah Carey, Touch My Body at number 22. Yeah. Pass, the, pass the gravy, please. <laughs> <laughs> number 21, Bubbly by Colby. Oh. Colby Colay. Is that, is that it? Yeah. Know. I'm not familiar. This is one that got played too yeah. much. Closer by Neo at number 20. That, he's one of those dudes that kind of came out of nowhere and um, made some movement in the R&B charts. Number 19, Chris Brown featuring T-Pain, Kiss Kiss. Sasha Bedingfield, Pocket Full of Sunshine. I couldn't yeah. get I couldn't get down with this one. I remember this one for sure. Like I like it wasn't part of my regular playlist, but when it, I mean you knew this one. Yeah, it got played too much. Just like Rihanna, don't stop the music. Number seventeen. Rihanna at 16 with Disturbia. Lots of Rihanna on this yeah, list. Yeah, I was going to say, that was right. Number 15, Whatever You Like, T.I. Yeah, I, I didn't mind this one. <laughs> with number 14, Katy Perry, I Kissed a Girl. I believe so. That and Hot and Cold. I think those came out around the same time. Cold Play. Viva La Vida. Turn it. 13. Turn it. Yeah. yeah. Fast Turn forward. It. Fast also forward. Oh, God. <laughs> Kill it with fire. Yeah. 
Yeah, all this era is like when I first got serious radio, so that's why I recognize like all of these songs. Rihanna, take a bow. This is a good one. Baby, when I know you're only sorry you got caught, but you put on quite a show. Number 11, Sexy Can I, Ray J featuring Young Bird. Can't say I remember yeah, this. Nepotism at its finest. This is Brandy's brother. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Chris Brown forever, number 10. Also a lot of Chris Brown on this list. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> I was going to say, was this before or after? <laughs> <laughs> number nine. <laughs> Chris Brown with you. With you. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously, was it before? Or it after? was before. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I've had a hard time playing his music ever since well, yeah. that happened. And even like when people request it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to play. Right. Number eight, Usher featuring Young Jeezy or Young Yeezy. Usher, loving this club. Yeah. Is that is that BMM? Yeah. yeah. Sarah Burry. Yeah, say that either. She was one and done. Jordan Sparks featuring Chris Brown at number six with No Air. She was the one that won American Idol the prior year, right? She was on one of those singing shows. I don't remember which one. Featuring Chris Brown. Timbaland featuring One Republic. Apologize. Weren't, weren't those cats like someone found them on YouTube? Who, One Republic? Yeah. I don't know about that. All I know is that that particular beat, uh, you can take that beat and its structure mm-hmm. and one for one lay it over uh, the um, scream track that Timberland did with um, uh, Chris Cornell. And it, like it's almost I, hmm. the identical like beat structure. Interesting. Yeah. Lollipop by Lil Wayne, <laughs> yeah. number four. So somebody did a rock uh, cover of this. It was pretty yep. tight. I, I'm not. Just, I never could get into Lil Wayne. He had a couple of tracks that I was like, yeah, all right, cool. But you weren't like, feeling wheezy? Not really. And see, I listened. I listened to him way, way, way back in. Like, the, hey, DJ. It, no. Before, like when he was with Cash Money Millionaires, oh, okay. like as a seventeen-year-old, okay. like CMB. Yeah, he was just part of the <laughs> the crew. Right, you know right. what I mean? So I started listening to him in some of those old Cash Money, mm-hmm. like when Juvenile was right, in, right, right. You know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and Big Timers when they were the the thing. Oh yeah. wow, Big Timers! And uh, so I I kind of got into him with that early stuff, but then like kind of fell out when he came really big. I mean, I was never like a super fan or anything, right. but. Is kind of interesting to be able to watch his evolution because his style changed quite a bit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like like I said, when for me, like I I listened to him when it was like early on, like Hey DJ, and I was like I I, I didn't totally feel it, but it was like enough to where like, and this beat is hot, and like the lyricism was clever if it wasn't like skillful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Okay. The the um the punchline punchlines I guess right. is that we were talking about yeah yeah witty. Like it, he was witty yeah yeah it, so I wasn't overly impressed with him as an MC but the beats were hot and it was like yeah, yeah all right and then like the more he kept blowing up and I'm like wait what's going on what what's happening here <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I'm 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 certain that that was a turning point for rap music. <laughs> Oh, there have been many. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, No One by Alicia Keys. And then at number two, Leona Lewis, Mm. Bleeding Love. She was a European, like one of those music shows, like... uh, like American karaoke, whatever they call it over there. Yeah, but she was the European version. Something like it, yeah. like Simon Cowell from uh, American Idol at the time. Mm-hmm. I've you're right. She was on something else, mm-hmm. 
But like he brought her from one of those things and brought her over to the States and like, you know, did his thing and got her popular in that. I mean, just that one track alone. And I mean, she, she deserved every bit of it. Yeah, man. You guys have any guesses for the number one track? I'm going to save it till the end. If you can't, there was no Beyonce in there. Surprisingly. Yeah. Beyonce was all over the 2007 episode. Right, right. This time it was Rihanna. Rihanna's number. Oh, we'll all come back the, to that. Rihanna too. and we'll Chris talk Brown. About that. Huh. Who's number one? I'll let you guys chew on that for a few. Damn we'll, it. We'll move on to some notable pop events that happened in 2008. In February, Michael Jackson's Thriller album, which is the world's best selling album of all time, was reissued as Thriller 25 to celebrate its 25th anniversary, with Jackson himself listed as the executive producer. Wow. On June 10th, Lil Wayne's sixth album, The Carter Three, sells one million copies in its first week of release. September 7th, the 2008 MTV Video Music Awards are presented at Paramount Studios, Hollywood. Britney Spears wins Video of the Year, Best Pop Video, Best Female Video for Peace of Me. Christina Aguilera also made her return to music since giving birth to her first child with the debut of her single, Keeps Getting Better. October 16th, Britney Spears sets a new record for the biggest jump to number one on the Billboard Hot 100, rising from number 96 to number one in just one week with her single Womanizer. Wow. Spears' first American number one since her debut single, Baby One More Time. That record was subsequently broken by Kelly Clarkson. It also garners first week download sales of 286,000, which I thought was interesting, Hmm. in 2008. The biggest opening week tally by a female artist. Now, we talked about Rihanna. In October, Rihanna scored her fifth number one song on the top 100, becoming the leading solo female artist with the most number ones to have charted in this decade. However, in December, on the 13th, Beyonce Knowles scores her fifth number one song on Mm. the Billboard Top 100 with single ladies, tying with Rihanna as the leading (laughs) solo female artist with the most number ones to have charted in this decade. And then she eventually broke that record, too. Wow. And to to, to Rihanna had it for a couple months. Right? And to this day, like, put a ring on it. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't you cannot put that song on anywhere. Like, you could put that on anywhere and the and in the immediate like the immediate mood of any room or venue just changes mm-hmm. yeah and it, uh, well it's about the catchiest song ever made right it's about the danciest beat and tempo you could possibly come mm-hmm. with it <laughs> right. i can yeah. hear it already i'm like right. dancing so it's, it's funny playing. so the week that song came out i just happened to be on vacation for my birthday in new york and i remember this one guy, I guess I just happened to cross his path a couple times walking around Manhattan. He's just singing at the top of his lungs with his headphones in. If you like it, then you should. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, if you like it, then you should put a ring. And he's obviously quite a happy young man. And he's just singing this like blaring. And I like, I saw him once when I was waiting for to cross the street. And I saw him another time when I was waiting to catch a. Um, a subway train i was like why am i keep crossing this dude's path it was just and i was like the universe trying to tell you something i was like what the hell is he singing and then later on i heard it on the radio and i was like this must be what that young man was so excited about (laughs) a couple of notable items in the dj hardware and software side of things the original newmark ns7 was released in 2008 that was with the the motorized vinyl platters Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. 10 years ago Mm, that came out I, I can't help but think about that the vi- dude that's doing the video in his basement. All right, crowd, you're about at a six. I need you to like it a nine. <laughs> I need you to turn it up to a nine. <laughs> oh man, Tony would be loving that if he was here. That's his favorite video. In February of 2008, Serato announced the lesser-known Itch software. If you remember yeah. Serato Itch, yeah, that was later replaced by Serato DJ, which we use now. Yep. Uh, September, Pioneer teamed up with Serato to bring modern HID control to CDJs for the first time Yeah, on the CDJ 400, which oh, wow. we talked about in the 2007 episode. Yeah, yeah. It was so, the first one they brought HID control to. So the significance of HID control is... It was the... It so gets rid of uh, time code. It mm-hmm. gets rid of time code. So it does the same thing as time code, lets you use your CDJs as controllers, right? Okay. Uh, with Tractor or Serato, whatever you're using. But before, you could do that with MIDI, but MIDI is very comparatively very low resolution. So mm-hmm. you can't do things like scratch, scratch yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff, whereas you can with H- HID control. 
And then in October, Tractor Pro was announced, which replaced both Tractor 3 and Tractor Scratch into one program. And there's been a lot of talk about maybe Tractor Pro 3 is coming out on the horizon. So we'll keep our eyes out for that. The DJ Awards. So the first DJ Awards ceremony was held in 1998. It's run for 20 consecutive editions. They're sort of known as the Oscars of the electronic music and DJ community. And here are some of the awards from the 2008 version of the DJ Awards. Best House DJ, David Guetta. Best Techno DJ, Richie. Richie, got it. Best, they group this together. Best Tech House slash Progressive DJ, Steve Lawler. Hmm. Best Electro House. Dead Mouse? Dead Mouse, okay. yeah. Hmm. I wasn't sure if you'd get that or not. <laughs> Best trance DJ, obviously, Armin. Right. Best newcomer DJ, Funk Agenda. Best Ibiza resident DJ, Valentin Huedo. Not familiar. Mm-mm. Best minimal DJ. Bet you'd never guess this. Minimal? Mm-hmm. Mm. Adam Bayer. Really? Mm. They listed as minimal DJ in 2008. Hmm. Breakthrough, Sander Van Dorn. I'm not sure how they classify that, but yeah. best hip hop hip hop DJ. I also wasn't familiar with. It was Mucho Muchado. Hmm. Best progressive house, Sasha. Best deep house DJ, Phonique. Best down tempo and eclectic DJ, Jazzanova. Dance Nation of the Year was awarded to Brazil, which was interesting. Hmm. Best International DJ, Tiesto. And then there were a couple of special awards. Had Best Ibiza Night was Cocoon. Uh, The Best Media Award was given to Resident Advisor. Best Vinyl Player Innovation was for uh, Native Instruments for Tractor Scratch. Uh, If you guys remember, in 2007, that's when they went from Final Scratch to actually creating Tractor Scratch. So that's probably where that award comes in. The best CD player innovation was the CDJ400. Uh, software production tool Cubase 4. Software performance tool Live 7. So there you go. Ah, Answers your question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> best MP3 player, Pacemaker. Right. Shrug. Mm-hmm. Sure a, it wasn't Zune? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Are you still bitter about that? <laughs> <laughs> this one's interesting. The best DJ mixer, the SVM1000 by Pioneer. Hmm. And the Best International Dance Music Festival was given to Ultra in Miami. Okay. And, yeah, that's pretty much all that the, the rest are, like, people I never heard of. But, so, yeah, those are all the uh, the awards for the DJ Awards for 2008. Any thoughts on that last uh, chart-topping Billboard hit for 2008 before we wrap it up? Uh, was it the... It wasn't that... Um... It wasn't the theme music for like uh Mission Impossible. No, for like Grey's Anatomy or <laughs> no, nothing, right? No. Like Oh, you're <laughs> talking about that. Weird. <laughs> okay. When you're here you'll be like, "Oh, right." <laughs> yeah, I I'm at a loss. Yeah, I'm Okay, so we'll, we'll send out with this number 1 song, but before we wrap it up, don't forget to check out Trip Turlington as Digital Psychosis on yeah, September yeah. 22nd at Masked Nightclub in Dayton, Ohio. Taking reservations at Casa de Dingo. Supporting <laughs> the one and only Paul Oakenfold. And uh, guys, if you don't mind, go ahead and leave us a star rating and an honest review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook. It really actually helps, so please do that. We would really appreciate it. We're going to send out with Low by Flowrider. What? And T-Pain. Okay. This has been the Passionate DJ Podcast. That makes sense.
on like spin them a dough. Had a million dollar vibe in the body to go. Them birthday cakes, they stole the show. So sexual, she was flexible, professional, drinking Nixon. Hold up, wait a minute, do I see what I think I will? Did a thing I seen, sure they get low. Ain't the same when it's up that close. Make it rain, I'm making it snow. Work the pole, I got the bank bro. I'ma say that I prefer them no clothes. I'm into that, I love women exposed. She threw it back at me, I gave her more. Cash ain't a problem, I know where it goes. She had them apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur. Dingo. You done slacking? All right, doors open. You want to come on over? We're getting ready to start the main topic. So that's that's that, that's going in the bloopers, so to speak. Oh. <laughs> well, if there is such a thing as a fast dump, <laughs> we'll see you in a few. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> that couldn't have been any better. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat>